is you can practice shooting eight hours a day, but if your technique is wrong, then all you become is very good at shooting the wrong way. Get the fundamentals down and the level of everything you do will rise. Welcome to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. Seven Figure Flipping is on a mission to help serious investors do more deals, make more money, work fewer hours, and get their lives back. Here's your host, Seven Figure Flipping CEO, Bill Allen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. And today, what I want to talk to you about is Michael Jordan. So last night, I got the opportunity to watch the first episode of The Last Dance. I don't know about you, but I grew up in uh, the late 80s, early 90s, watching Michael Jordan um, just go from North Carolina to, um, to the Bulls and turn that program around and seeing it, like them follow him through in 1997. Uh, that year was the year that I graduated high school. And it was really cool to watch that first episode and be reminded of how much of an athlete and basic, how much of a leader he was and the kind of person he was. And what dawned on me was that a lot of times what we do is we get complacent. We don't focus. We don't put in the time, the effort, and the energy into what we're doing to really get the outcome that we want. So um, what I did was I, I've been thinking a lot about what's going on right now with the coronavirus and, and real estate and uh, a lot of the, uh, like the pulse that I feel inside of our mastermind group and inside of the marketplace. And I wanted to sit down and share a couple of my thoughts that came last night from that, um, from that episode of the show. And I basically have been thinking a lot about the different types of investors that we see inside of our mastermind groups and our programs right now and how they're affected. And I've been watching this for the last 45 days or so and seeing different outcomes and results and uh, attitudes from different people. So what I did was I broke every investor down into kind of three buckets. And some of the things that I think are going to affect them and the way that they can come out of this. And then uh, Michael Jordan has so many awesome quotes that um, can kind of motivate us to, to think about what we're doing and the time that we're in. So I basically took a quote for each of these different types of investors and I'm just going to jump in. It's going to be a short podcast today, just me sharing my thoughts. And hopefully it helps you in wherever you are right now. If you're anxious, if you're excited, if you see opportunity, if um, you're concerned or worried or whatever it is, hopefully this gives you a little bit of guidance in where you, what bucket you fit in and a little bit of help, I think, that you can use uh, taking it and going forward. So the first one is the new investor. So somebody who is uh, just getting started or thinking about getting started. So uh, maybe they have a full-time job, uh, stable W-2. Maybe they just lost their job. Maybe they have been thinking about getting into real estate investing and haven't, or maybe they have just dove in and are just getting going. And now they see this um, kind of pandemic, this coronavirus thing happen, and they're starting to wonder, what should I do? So I see a lot of this, our seven-figure runway program, people that come to Flip Hacking Live, people that listen to this podcast have never done a deal before, but really want to do a deal, whether it's a side hustle, or they want to jump in full time. So here's one that really stood out to me. Uh, Michael Jordan said, I can accept failure. Everyone fails at something, but I can't accept not trying. And when I read that, it immediately went to the early stages and beginning of my real estate career. And I knew that I wanted to do something. I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't know what it was going to become, but it was exciting for me. I really enjoyed reading about it, studying real estate, but I knew I had to get out there and take action. So I, I studied and, and read books and listened to podcasts and did all these things over and over and over again, but there was nothing like 
putting myself out there and going out and executing on it. So I don't think there's a better time for somebody to get started than right now. And um, learning, studying, putting in the time, making offers, getting out there, understanding their marketplace, even in the background, if you have a full-time job, I think there's never been a better time than this. Uh, the time to jump into uh, something is when other people are pulling back or stopping. So I think this is the time to really focus on, you know, understanding it, learning it, um, developing your, your skills and your mindset right now, because I think that is what is going to uh, move you forward at the, if there is a transition, if there's a downturn, or there's some opportunity out there. Um, now's the time to build the foundation of that. So I, uh, I always look at kind of like comparing it to the stock market or anything else that we do. If you get in when there's a big drop or there's a change or a shift, then there's no better time than jump in the market because you really have nothing to lose. You're starting to invest when things are slowing down and the market is dropping. So I think this is a great time and there's going to be some opportunity coming for those newer investors. So I don't think, I think some of the concern that comes from the newer investor is, is now the time to get started. And I hear that a lot. And just so you guys know, I heard that a year or two years ago when it was competitive and lots of people were in there and um, it was, people were having trouble finding deals. So I think there's always, a, there's a, there's a, like, what, what's the best time to get started is yesterday. The next best time is today. So uh, same thing goes for planting a tree, right? You've probably heard that quote. So Again, this quote is, I can accept failure. Everyone fails at something, but I can't accept not trying. And some of the objections that I hear the most, some of the mindset blocks, the limiting beliefs that people say is, I'm just afraid to lose money. I'm afraid to fail. I'm afraid to jump in and not be good enough. I'm afraid that I don't have enough knowledge. And all of these things I've asked, when we were on the cruise, I asked very high level entrepreneurs, very high level flippers and wholesalers in our altitude group, what were some of the things that held you back? And what are some of the things that still hold you back? And those are the things that continue to come up. So I know that that's a struggle. It was a struggle for me, but I think the best way to, to go is just take some action and go. Um, another quote that he said that reminded me of this is you can practice shooting eight hours a day, but if your technique is wrong, then all you become is very good at shooting the wrong way. Get the fundamentals down and the level of everything you do will rise. So you can practice shooting eight hours a day, but if your technique is wrong, then all you become is very good at shooting the wrong way. Get the fundamentals down and the level of everything you do will rise. And I think that's, that's what this is all about. It's what figuring out, understanding the knowledge and getting the practice and the reps in is about doing things the right way. So getting out there and you don't have to have everything down perfect. You don't have to know exactly what to do all the time, but understanding the fundamentals and getting the basics down, that's a lot of you know, what we try to help with at Flip Hacking Live and on this, uh, on this podcast. So if you're getting started, I think there's never been a time for the newer investor to get started than right now. What better time to jump in than today? So the second group of people that I see is the investor that's trying to grow. Maybe they've been scaling, they've been doing a couple deals, they're trying to do more, they've been dumping a lot of money back into their business, they may have been hiring some people, they're saying, okay, like this is going to be very successful, I'm building the foundation for the future, and a year from now, two years from now, this is where I'm really going to cash in on the investment that I made. And so this is where some of the people may have gotten hit, like this light switch changed and happened, and they're starting to be concerned and struggle with struggle right now, because they're growing and scaling, maybe they're putting a lot of their money back into the business, they don't have a lot of money in the bank. And so when something like this happens, they get really tight on cash flow 
because maybe they have extended themselves. They've added a couple extra flips. They were flipping one house a month. Now they're flipping two or three. So I can see where this could be an issue. And when I look back maybe one or two years ago, if, if this hit around that time, I'd be in a different position than I am now. I'd be following this bucket. So this is one where um, I think there's some challenges here for this middle group to really try to figure out what that looks like for your business. Here's the Michael Jordan quote that I pulled for this second group investor. So the investor that's trying to grow and scale. If you're trying to achieve, there will be roadblocks. I've had them. Everybody has had them. But obstacles don't have to stop you. If you run into a wall, don't turn around and give up. Figure out how to climb it. So if you're trying to achieve, there will be roadblocks. I've had them. Everybody has had them. But obstacles don't have to stop you. If you run into a wall, don't turn around and give up, figure out how to climb it. And it's interesting because I look at this kind of coronavirus, this thing that's happening as a wall. We all just kind of slammed into it. It took a couple days for us to kind of come out of the days and say, well, what happened? This doesn't feel right. This is uncomfortable. What should we do? We're watching a lot of news. We're looking at the stock market where our attention is taken away from our business. We're trying to figure things out. But instead of turning around and going the other way and giving up, we figure out how to overcome this, how to climb that wall. So I think that's the key for this middle group, this investor that's trying to grow and scale and that maybe they have cash flow tight. You got to figure out now what the next step is. So what, what do you need to do to get through some of this time? And I know that we've been talking a lot about the opportunity and we're still doing deals and things like that, but that doesn't put money in the bank today. So if you're flipping and you're getting tight on cash, now it's figuring out how do I do that? might be cutting some expenses. It might be adjusting your team. It might be looking at like, how do I survive over the next two or three months? Or how do I raise some more capital? Because I know I have equity in these homes and I just got to get them finished up. Uh, maybe it's going to some of the government loan programs like we've been talking about, this Paycheck Protection Program or the uh, Economic Injury Disaster Loan and seeing how that can uh, help float some of the payroll and staffing and things like that. So it's about being resourceful at this time and looking at your business and really taking a hard look at it. And if you're growing and scaling for the future, you've got to make sure that you're maintaining the current day-to-day operations or make an adjustment from that. And it might, not, it might be going back and working inside the business a little bit more and actually putting in that time that you need. And maybe you have to go back and do some of the things you might not have liked to do before or thought were a little bit beneath your pay grade and have to let somebody go and actually take that back on or, um, or simplify a lot of what you were doing or going back to some of the free resources like the networking and finding deals and things like that and really figure out how the people that are dropping out of those deals, how can you buy them? We have to buy equity and continue to buy equity. So it could be looking for to, to add some more deals and raise some more money. So we've been talking a lot about raising private money and cash. And so some of those people that couldn't you know, close the deals that they had they'd gone in on with other wholesalers, other wholesalers are I I understand, I get the feeling that some of them are having trouble moving some of their deals because they bought them too high and it's not moving in the marketplace right now. Buyers have started to slow down a little bit. So you could possibly step in there. As a wholesaler, you might need to look at your marketing channels and how you're marketing. If you were spending a lot of money before, you might need to be spending a lot more time now looking for deals because they're out there. Believe me, my team signed uh, three houses on Sunday, yesterday, and then we got another one I saw come through today. So we're still doing deals. We're still getting deals. It's just about like how are you doing it and how much money are you spending to get them now? So that middle group of investor really needs to figure out kind of what they um, what it looks like for them. So what does your team need to look like and kind of watch your expenses and your outcomes So make sure that the money that you're spending is a true investment and it's actually going to grow that side of the company. So I think that's the, um, that's, that's the quote there. Like, 
don't feel, you, you ran into a wall. What are you going to do? Don't turn around and, and walk away. Figure out how you can do it. So not that I can't do this, but how can I? And, um, and how are you going to restructure some things to, to go forward? And, and obviously, I talk about some tactical ways, some checkpoints along the way to take a look and make some adjustments and then determine if that's the direction that you need to go. And there's a contingency plan as you go forward. So if I hit this tripwire, maybe, um, hey, I'm going to spend you know, $10,000 a month for the next three months. And that should produce this. And if it doesn't, then this is going to happen and start coming up with those plans and those contingencies. And that's what we're doing, even as a bigger company. So now moving on to the bigger company. And I think these are people that have like a large payroll. They have a lot of money in the bank. They're, they're doing a lot of volume and business. And some of those things for that middle and middle company apply here. But these are, these are typically a company that has the, the kind of cash uh, reserves to be able to continue for two, three, four months and be able to fall into that to know that they're building up a pipeline that when they come out of this, if some other people fall out of the marketplace and they can jump in and grow and scale even more and take that share of the marketplace. And this is kind of where my company falls in and where we struggle in this side is we might have a big payroll and we have a lot of money going out. So figuring out what that looks like and make sure that we're spending money, we're all jumping back into the business and working kind of in the business as much as on the business. We're building today's business and tomorrow's business at the same time. That's where this falls and being really smart about it. So Michael Jordan's quote for this one that I pulled out is, to be successful, you have to be selfish or else you never achieve. And once you get to the highest level, then you have to be unselfish. Stay reachable, stay in touch, and don't isolate. So I'm going to read it one more time. To be successful, you have to be selfish or else you never achieve. And once you get to your highest level, then you have to be unselfish. Stay reachable, stay in touch, and don't isolate. The reason this jumped out at me so much is because I feel like in these bigger companies, we isolate ourselves a lot of times. We feel like it's all on our shoulders. Me as the CEO, the owner of, of my companies, I sometimes do feel that way. I feel like I'm all by myself. And sometimes I'm not reachable. I'm not in touch. I've removed myself a little bit from the business. I'm working more on it than in it. And we lose track of all the details. So we're spending tons of money on a monthly basis. So what we're doing is I'm diving back in. And I'm saying, is this nice or is this necessary? So this expense, is it a necessary expense? Is it something that is moving the needle for us? Are we seeing a return on this investment? And if not, then we're making an adjustment. If it's nice to have, well, I know it was nice to have six months ago and we may have spent money on the system or this operation uh, or operating procedure or whatever it is that we're doing, um, this marketing channel, for example, but it's not returning the needs that we need. Or maybe we can jump in and just use more of the human effort that we're already paying for to, to utilize that. Or maybe we, we're overstaffed or overmanned, so we need to look at that. So there's lots of different things in this big company, I think, to be successful in a time like this, to be unselfish to be reachable and to stay in touch. So I've had to kind of get closer in touch with what we're doing and not micromanage or jump back in for any means, but just to understand, I'm, there's a couple more KPIs that I'm watching and a couple more numbers. I'm going a little bit more back to the source of things, like the early numbers as opposed to the results-driven mentality that we've had before. We talked about... Um, Profit first on the podcast. I interviewed Mike Michalowicz. We talked about bank balancing uh, accounting. So we're, we're basing our decisions based on the size of our bank account. And right now our bank account looks good because we're kind of positioning our cash to go buy or do something if anything happens. So what does that do? It, it allows us to become a little bit, um, uh, a little bit naive to what's actually happening. So if we're not watching our, 
our expenses and our P&L to see if we're making money or losing money. And we're not looking at our company equity. Our company equity could start dropping over time. And then you as a business owner start going uh, down in equity and you're, um, like you are actually funding the, the company and, and the, the runway. So that's what I'm looking at right now is as a bigger company, um, how long can we operate? What are some of our tripwires to determine? And a tripwire just meaning that two months from now, if this happens, then what are we going to do? And coming up with a few of those contingencies. And that's a big thing that we did at our EOS planning meeting this week with my, uh, my coach, Dan Coleman, who's been on the podcast before. So as a bigger company, I think we're in a great position to continue to go out and stay in that storm, just keep going, keep pushing forward to reap the benefits uh, as we go. So I think that early company, that new investor and that bigger company, if you're willing to put, you know, continue to go, continue to push and maybe take a, take a, a little bit of a, a loss in the next two, three months to get ready to fill the pipeline to come out of the stronger than ever, then we're in probably the best position. That middle investor that's trying to grow, trying to scale, has been pumping money back into the business. That's the one that has to be really smart now and kind of maybe even scale back a little bit to move forward and go back to the basics and the foundation and keep going. Um, but we all kind of have to do that, right? Even the big investor has to go back to the basics and the fundamentals because without that, our foundation, remember, um, get the fundamentals down and the level of everything you do will rise. Everything that you do, even the high level stuff, even the stuff that you're innovating will rise based on mastering those fundamentals. And that's what we're doing inside my company right now. So I think those are the three different levels of investors. And one thing I got from uh, Michael Jordan, he told a story about how um, when he went to the bulls in, in, in the mid eighties, uh, it was a, it was an era, a little bit of, um, they were lackadaisical. They were, there were some drugs uh, and there were some different things going on inside the, the team. And he was like, you know what? I'm just going to hang out at my apartment. My mom comes over from time to time. He's like basically still a college student, but he rose to a level that was higher than anybody on the team from day one because he was putting in the time and the effort and putting in all the reps. Um, there's a couple more quotes about how many shots he's taken, how many he's missed, all these things. This guy just practiced. He put in the good stuff. He was constantly doing that. He wasn't watching TV. He wasn't being lazy. When everybody was done practice, he still had another hour and a half in him. And that's what it takes to get to that level. So these bigger companies, we have to go back to the basis, back to the fundamentals too. And I think all three of these types of investors, the new investor, the investor that's scaling and the bigger company, we all have to go back to those basics right now. And we have to make sure that our fundamentals are strong so that everything we do, the level of everything that we do will rise. So I'm going to leave you guys with this quote. And I don't know where you fall in those three buckets, but I will say that there's something for you. Figure out what you need right now. Go get it and put that time in. Don't just go grasp for anything. Stop watching like tons of webinars, tons of different things, filling yourself up with the news right now and go out there and get involved. Put that time into your business. Grow it, pull it back, scale it. Whatever you need to do right now, figure out how you can use your time to put it into your business. That is the most important thing right now. So uh, I wanna leave you guys with this because this is how I feel like I come into play in all of this. I hope this is how I see myself. This is how I see this company seven figure flipping going forward. But here's a quote. Here's the, the last quote that I'm gonna leave you with from Michael Jordan. And then I'll, I'll get off the, my Michael Jordan soapbox. But I'll tell you, he was such a huge influence in, in my time. He was like the most recognizable, popular guy on the planet then. Everybody knew who he was and for good reason. I still don't think, and I'll argue with anybody, that there's been a professional athlete that has reached his level or exceeded his level to date or possibly ever will. He was absolutely amazing. It was so much fun to watch. It was unbelievable what he did. Um, a coach is someone that sees beyond your limits 
and guides you to greatness. So a coach is someone that sees beyond your limits and guides you to greatness. And I've had a lot of coaches in my time. I've played, you know, high, um, high level of uh, soccer in my life. Um, I've had coaches in, in my life from uh, wrestling coaches, soccer coaches to, um, to business coaches now. And what I find is it's somebody that can see past, like further than I can see. They can see past my limits because we always see our limits. Like what, wh- where are we not good enough? What's stopping us? What are the things that we can't, we can't, we can't. And that coach is that person that sees past that I can't and figures out how we can and sees it sometimes before we, we do. And they guide you to greatness. They don't take you there. They don't do the work for you, but they guide you there. So I'm hoping, I hope this podcast, this recording, this quick, short one has guided you somewhere. You've heard something that you needed. You've pulled something out of this. It's helped you along the way. You felt, if nothing else, then you put yourself in one of these buckets and say, you know what? This is where I am. This is what I need to do. And I mean, I would recommend that everybody takes an hour and watches that first episode of The Last Dance at least. I realize I'm telling you to turn off your, the, the, the videos, the TV, all that stuff, but this is motivational stuff. This is like an hour of time last night that I thought was amazing that I spent. And it, it gave me the fuel and the fire to keep going and to keep putting in that time. So a coach is someone that sees beyond your limits and guides you to greatness. So I'm gonna ask you guys this, like who is guiding you to greatness? Who is that person in your world in your business life, in your personal life, maybe your pastor, maybe like sit down and write down who the coaches are that you have in your, in your, on your side right now, in your ring, in your corner, and figure out how to leverage some of that. Like, how can you use that to fuel where you want to go? Like, how can they help you? How can you help them? How can you guys work together to keep going? And if you don't have any, you need to go out and find some. And I'm not saying it has to be me or it has to be seven figure flipping or or any of those things. However, this is my goal. This is what I want to do in my life. I want to be able, like when I can see past somebody else's limitation and help them get there, that means more to me than anything else in the entire world. And that's why I love doing what I do in this company. And I'm having to jump back into my other one a lot like you guys. Um, I'm not in there full time working nonstop, but I am watching it a little bit closer. I'm getting on some calls with my COO, my controller. We're digging into every single, like the financial side for the different departments. I'm making them kind of defend what they need and what they don't need, what's a nice and what's a necessary, and really determine what that, how that business can operate, not necessarily today, but in the future if we have to, and streamlining things. So um, who's your coach? Who's your guide? Who's in your corner? And if you don't have some people, I I bet you do dig deep, figure out who they are. And then as you grow, you might outgrow that coach or that mentor, that guide, and just keep, keep looking for the next one and always be looking past where you are. That's what I thought was amazing. Michael Jordan just kept reaching new heights, new heights, new heights. I love the fact that he went to his coach at North Carolina on the first day and said, Hey, I'm going to be the greatest uh, player of all times, uh, that that greatest player you've ever had of all times. And he said, well, you're, you're going to have to work a lot harder uh, than, than, you, than you're doing right now. And he's like, I'm the hardest worker. I was the hardest worker, a, a player in high school. He's like, yeah, but you just need to work harder. You need to work harder than anybody else. You said, you didn't say you wanted to be as good as everybody else. You said you want to be better, the best. You want to be better than everybody. So in order to get there in life and business and family and everything that we do, we have to figure out how to get to that next level. And I think a lot of that comes from that coach and that guide. So thanks for spending time with me today. I know this was a, a lot of kind of conceptual stuff, but um, I really, I couldn't stop thinking about this last night and this morning when I woke up. So I wanted to share it with you guys. So I hope it helps and I'll see you next time on the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. Bye. 
You've been listening to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. If you've enjoyed the show, go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. If you're ready to learn the house flipping and wholesaling strategies that are working right now in today's market, check out sevenfigureflipping.com.